Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in your impact and your leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our very special guest, Deborah Kosis. Deborah is a savvy parenting expert. She was featured on CBS. Fox, and other news outlets. She spoke on international talk shows, summits, podcasts, radio shows, and at national conferences, and is certified in two comprehensive nationally recognized parenting programs previously featured on Oprah TV. Deborah herself has served thousands of families for over a decade. She created Transform Chaos with the K-I-D formula. Her passion is coaching parents to raise cooperative, respectful, and confident children. Parents experience more peace and fewer power struggles through proven methodologies. And it is such a pleasure to meet you here today on the show, Deborah. We actually met at a conference, a virtual conference. And so it's my pleasure to bring you here to the show today. Welcome. Thank you, Angel. I am thrilled to be here. I love listening to your interviews, the way you bring the depth and the metaphysical aspects to your Mm -hmm. podcast. No wonder you won so many awards. Ah, Well, thank you so much. So Deborah, I want to start with what inspired you to become a savvy parenting expert? Did you have a crappy childhood yourself or, (laughs) or did you have an experience as a parent yourself that inspired you? What brought you into this path? There were several threads that came together. So I had many influences growing up as a child, and my father was the first positive and most profound influence. He raised my four brothers and me with a different parenting approach than most in his era. He was loving, very respectful, and had an encouraging manner to his parenting. While I grew up in a home with lots of love and closeness, my mother had a different parenting pattern. So I know firsthand the outcome of good parenting. And my father was my first coach and guide and teacher in relationships. And I'm just very observant. So when I saw some of my peers and other kids shut down by their parents, and and I've learned more since coaching, and they're made to feel that they're not good enough. So That helped, but also when my daughter was in elementary school, her school offered parenting classes. And I I love to learn. So I thought, heck, why not? Well, I contributed so much in class that they wanted me to come back to teach. And when I did that, I was like, oh my God, I love this. I love seeing parents transform because They don't know sometimes that there is a better way. Mm -hmm. And so this is where I found my passion doing both my design work, but 
this is my passion in making a difference in the lives of children and parents so they can enjoy the loving, gratifying relationships with their children that I had with my father. And yes, my mother was loving, but but to pass on the kind of relationship that lasts for a lifetime is what I'm after. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, you know, I think everyone who's listening to this podcast, we actually have two kind of main chunks of people who are our listeners. And there's like the, what we'll call the elder generation. And then there's the younger generation. And it it seems to me, and perhaps I'm unclear about this because of my own perception, but it seems to me that the older generation may have come from more of a command and control type of parenting style. And the younger generation may have been from a more of a laissez-faire parenting style. And it seems like there may be some polarities there. And I'm curious, when you start to work with parents, you know, where do you fall? Where does your work fall in that spectrum? You're so right, because it's almost like the laissez-faire and the commanding are on opposite sides. So Mm -hmm. there's some attributes of both, but what we have is more of what I like to call the proactive style. So it's somewhere in the middle where you're helping with your children grow and be a productive child and and all the wonderful things that we want for our children, but you do it in a respectful way. And there's so many ways with discipline and communication and encouragement, which I'll briefly touch upon today, that you can achieve that. And when I did get certified in these programs, I called my dad and said, dad, you could have written these. So, so I lived it. I lived two different styles of parenting and it's beautiful when I see parents get it, that they can transform from the commanding controlling parent or being over permissive. And I have had clients that have a combination of both. Mm, Yeah, I would imagine. So I would love to talk a little bit about how much of this work is actually kind of reprogramming or deprogramming the parents and how much of it is really like directed towards the child. So most of this is helping. And it's so funny you use reprogramming. I've never thought of it that way because it's not about blame or shame or judgment. It's about just helping them a new way that is very respectful and it's effective. It's proven to be effective. It's psychology-based. And so we help them. And then what happens is their children transform too. So I like to say, when you transform your parenting, you transform your kids. And sometimes, you know, depending on the child's character and their own inner being that they're born with, you may have to have more patience, more repetition, but these these techniques and skills really do work. Yeah. One of the things that I tried to do, and, and I don't know whether you find this is true with the parents that you work with, but... I grew up actually where where both of my parents were pretty dysfunctional. My dad was a raging, abusive, physically abusive, verbally abusive alcoholic. Um, My mom was probably undiagnosed with uh, some kind of mental health issues and had been uh, physically and emotionally abused by her own mother. And so I grew up in that kind of an environment. And when my son was born, 
I made the commitment myself that I was not going to, I was going to be the one where that stopped. Like it stops with me. And so for me, there was definitely a conscious choice to uh, educate myself. What do you want to offer to our audience about educating yourself? Because many people, like they just look at their own parents and just replicate their parents' style, you know, the style of their parents. So what would you say to inspire our audience members to think outside the box, maybe open their minds a little bit that there may be a different way? Well, as with anything, sometimes you can read something in a book or go to a lecture or something like that, but to have a coach with you. Again, I went through struggles with my own mom and I had a coach every step of the way, my father. I was lucky. What would I have turned out? And you had the determination not to be like your parents. And for some parents, especially those that have called me through COVID and all that, they're like, I don't know what to do. They finally realize they don't know what to do. And wouldn't it be nice, as you know, Angel, with any coach, let's get there sooner. Hmm. Whether you're playing on a team or a musical instrument or whatever, you have a teacher, a coach, a guide to help get you there faster. And wouldn't you want to do it sooner to have that wonderful relationship? Absolutely. That's that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, you know, and I think one of the other things I want to drop into our conversation today, Deborah, is, you know, you, you brought up COVID, which has you know, exponentially increased the stress levels. And it has also fractured in many ways, the structures that many people were, you know, kind of attuned to or accustomed to in terms of, you know, you get up in the morning and you take the kids to daycare and you go to work. And now all of a sudden you're working and you have the kid at home and you're parenting and you're educating and all the things are happening. So If there was one thing that you have in your own formula that you would invite the parents who might be listening to do to just turn the dial down a little bit on the pressure, what might that be? It would be very hard for me to say just one thing, Angel. Mm -hmm. However, I have to go with more than one. I'm sorry. That's (laughs) fine. That's fine. Respect. Organization helps. Mm -hmm. Consistency. Mm -hmm calmness, finding ways to calm yourself and your children. I actually help parents teach fun ways to calm their children Mm. as well and try to be the best you can be and be forgiving of yourself and your children. Be forgiving because it's something new for all of us. And parents, it's hard enough without COVID. And then we had to do a new parenting dance, being all the things that you had already mentioned, right? Mm. So I would say respect, consistency, calming as much as you can. And let's talk about calming. I, I, it feels like that is a real key. So what's something that you could offer to parents that would help them to calm themselves and their kids? There are, I have over 10 different calming techniques, but breathing certainly helps. And it took me a few different techniques to find the right one for me. Mm. There's so many out there. There's some that brain experts say the calming of breathing in five counts, holding for two, and then breathing out and doing that 10 times. They say that that relaxes you. There is a certain technique to help your parasympathetic system kick in. 
And that's another technique. So breathing is really helpful. Doing anything that you can relieve your stress, whether it's meditation, prayer, exercise, yoga, any of those, try to bring that into your practice, your daily practice, if at all possible, so that you're being the best you can during tough situations. Mm, Beautiful. I love that. You know, I think that you also mentioned forgiveness, which I think is a magical thing, like self-forgiveness, which is a magical thing (laughs) that really uh, makes a huge difference for all of your relationships when you can get into self-forgiveness, because generally it's pushing yourself that causes you to behave in ways that actually create trauma for other people. So... (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more, Deborah, about your transform chaos with the KID formula. I want to uh, dive a little bit deeper into that. But right now, Wickedly Smart Women, we could use your help. If you are enjoying the show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. We'd also like to ask you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. Help a gal out and let your sisters, mothers, daughters, friends, and colleagues know about the show so we can serve them too. I do want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. And I also want to give a shout out to Good Pods, which is one of the platforms that we are hosted on. The show is actually on across all of them, Google Play and Stitcher and Spotify and all the things. But Good Pods is one of the platforms that we are on. And we actually interviewed JJ Ramberg, who is the founder of Good Pods. And we found out last week that we're ranking in three different categories on the Good Pods app. So we want to just acknowledge that and say thank you to Good Pods. And we also want to shout out to our listeners this week. We are welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. We're now in 94 countries. So we're going to shout out this week to our listeners in the Russian Federation, the Dominican Republic, and Rwanda. And we will be right back with Deborah Kosis. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by women in transition, women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your wealthy life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Deborah Kosis. You can find out more about Deborah and receive a free gift from her at Healthy Parenting. 360.com forward slash DTC hyphen WSW. We will have that for you in the show notes. So you can just click right through from the show notes to that link. So Deborah, why don't you share with our listeners what they will find when they go there? Oh, well, it's so much fun because it's ditch the chaos guide. 
And it's a three-step method to get your children to listen. And it's so amazing how this works. In fact, it's good to calm the chaos in any relationship. I've even used it with my parents at times. <laughs> Beautiful. So let's talk about your transform the chaos with the KID formula. And do you want to share a little bit more about the formula? What does KID stand for? Well, I like to start out with K is for kickstart respect. And our children remember our actions far more than our words. And when I say children, it's just not the little ones. Our teenagers pick up on everything I do. And I mean, everything we do, right? And it teaches our children so many things. Respect or disrespect is just one. Even how we respond to life teaches our children. So if you think about it like this, as a parent, when I show respect, I teach respect. And some parents don't realize what respect doesn't look like. Some of them discover when they work with me, not listening to them, ignoring them, being demanding or controlling, as we talked about, yelling, hitting, shaming, anything that puts them down. And being overly permissive, as we talked about, well, this just doesn't teach them respect if they live in a household without any rules. Angel, even more subtle yet significant, I feel, is if you don't have faith in them or you diminish their unique light in some way. Mm. This can hurt their self-esteem. And it can happen as a child or as an adult. When someone diminishes your, let's say, in my, in my case, it was my creativity. I was at a corporate job, art director at a publishing company, and it was wonderful, except there were many times they squelched my creativity for the silliest reason. You know, it's like people tell me, put a black line here. Okay, why? <laughs> you know, mm. just to tell me to do something. But from that, it blossomed into I started making jewelry, soldering and setting stones and taking jazz dance class. So we can have, I needed a burst of creativity, but why should we have to go through that? Why should we have to feel that a part of us can't be expressed? Yeah, beautiful. Well, let's talk a little bit about respect, because I, I feel like that's a really important thing for us to make sure our listeners are hearing here. I love that you kind of gave us the list of what respect does not look like. Let's talk a little bit about what respect actually looks like. And I think what I want to do is I want to preface this by saying that, you know, not only are many people conditioned by their own parents, right, how they grew up, but we're also incredibly conditioned by mass media, by television programming, by the education system, by the religious systems, by, you know, the cultural ancestry of your particular, you know, race or even, you know, genders. There's like so many pieces of conditioning that are out there. What I'd really like to talk about is like at its fundamental level, what I'm hearing, Deborah, is respect is acknowledging that this person in front of you is unique, is one of a kind, has their own innate gifts. Tell me if I'm hearing this incorrectly and what else? Like what else is there that we want to make sure that we we remember this is another being. It's not, you know, like something that you can control necessarily. You've hit it on the head. 
Thank you so much for saying all that, because that is exactly right. It's it's just not a little mini you or a mini whoever. They're their own person. And if you can observe, take the time to observe them. Take the time to listen to them and actively listening, not being on the phone while they're trying to get your attention, you know, so they know that that they matter because you're actively looking, listening and talking with them. And this is huge for setting up a good foundation for when they're, you know, older and teenagers and they want to talk to you. So I do have stories of clients that have demanded their children to do certain things. And it's always a battle. But if you would take time to listen, to understand their desires, and as long as it works with the family rules and values, then it's okay, because there's more than one way to a solution, right? Mm -hmm. I always like to say five plus four equals nine, but so does seven plus two and six plus three, you know, it doesn't have to be one way. And it's really about that. And, and then knowing, I mean, it goes into a lot of parts of uh, things that I teach, but it's knowing about how you're acting. Is that coming from a past experience? And that's why it's being let out this way. Does it even relate to what's happening right here in front of us? That outburst, perhaps? So I help parents understand not only how we act, but also, especially when they're older, the reasons behind why our children act a certain way. Mm, beautiful. I, I'm moved to ask Deborah back. I want to take us back a little bit to forgiveness. And I'm moved to ask about, you know, when a parent has potentially made some mistakes, right? Can we talk about uh, the adaptability of, of children <laughs> to be able to kind of overcome mistakes that their parents might have made. Can we talk a little bit about that? Yes. And when I talk to parents and they've made a mistake, I say, you know, the, the beautiful thing you can do is say, I'm sorry from your heart and really expand on it. Uh, not too long. You don't want to lecture, but, you know, just say, I'm sorry. You know, we do make mistakes. And what you're doing again is when you're when you're saying you're sorry, you're teaching that it's okay to apologize. Now, some things, as we know, are very traumatic in a person's life. And that is a different story. And that I leave to other experts. But when we're talking about different things, like I remember saying to my daughter one time, I am so sorry. I didn't know that McDonald's fast food can be, you know, so harmful. Will you forgive me? And she was like, yeah, mom, <laughs> you know, you know, different things, or, or maybe you got upset and, you know, you just say, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have acted that way. I'm going to try, you know, to really be better. Will you help me even, yeah. you know, it's okay. Well, and it also, I think teaches humility. Yes. Yeah. So if there was one client story that really stands out for you that you could briefly just give us a synopsis of like where they were when they came to you and what happened after they worked with you, that would be awesome. Oh my goodness. <laughs> mm -hmm. There are so many. So I could relate it to the IN kid, which is instill cooperation. And one of my clients, Anna, enjoyed her boys until the dreaded morning routine. And this is common with so many 
so many families in any routine. Mm -hmm. And she felt frustrated and angry because her kids weren't listening. And she said she was yelling at him and she didn't want to yell at them. Mm -hmm. Well, we started initially by implementing a simple strategy that resulted in her five-year-old son saying, mommy, you didn't yell at me all day. Angel, when I heard that, it melted my heart Mm -hmm. because I knew what yelling felt like as a child. And this is why I do this, but we continue to work and it's working on the relationship and ways in which that we talk to our children and encourage them and they're thriving. They don't have those scenes anymore. There's ways in which we can help parents give their children shared responsibility and ownership of the conflict and the ability to be part of the solution. This is what I love. They have skin in the game. We teach problem solving. Um, You're empowering your children while teaching the family rules and values and giving them a sense of control over their own lives. Because think about how many times things happen in life when kids are feeling powerless, right? It could be divorce, moving to another town, sometimes worse, and they have no choice. So I I help parents teach responsibility and any kind of issue with these methodologies to be able to strengthen the family bonds so that they can come to you at any age with anything that they have a problem with is is huge. And I like to say that we're raising the next generation of leaders. That's what this program does. Mm, Beautiful. Well, we could spend a lot of time talking, Deborah, but we are very close to the end. So if there was one thing that you'd like to leave our listeners with about your body of work or about what's possible for them about parenting and transforming the chaos, what would it be? Well, I'll touch on D and and kid deliver encouragement. And this is huge. And this is important. Encouragement leads to higher self-esteem, which leads to courage and confidence. And we know that we need that in every stage of our lives, no matter what obstacles or patterns you go through or careers, you need that confidence to be able to overcome those obstacles. And what I also like about this program is that you don't have to choose between being a likable parent or holding your children accountable. That's the beauty of it. You could be both. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, We've got to be loving and hold them accountable. We love the mighty and there instead of the (laughs) or. Well, Deborah, it's been my pleasure having you here today. I definitely want to encourage our listeners to go to the link that we gave you right after the break. We'll have that for you in the show notes. And right now, I want to just say thank you again to you, Deborah, and to all of our listeners. I want to remind you, we do love your feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line, which we will also have for you in the show notes. Remember, you can always send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. 
Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.